What if I told you that something wasn't right? That something with one of these NBA teams wasn't right? What if I told you the Rockets, the Houston Rockets, are on a 17-game losing streak? Would you believe that? Probably one. You'd probably think they're, they're average without James Harden with the moves that they made, but they're not. They're not terrible. Oh, yeah, they're, they're down bad. Houston fans, you're probably down very bad right now. Christian Wood has been gone for a decent amount of games this season. Now you guys are 3-18 and 18 with that one Christian Wood does not play this season. The last time you guys lost 17 games, you guys were in San Diego, the San Diego Rockets. You guys lost 17 straight in, 19, in the 1967 and 1968 season. You guys tied the franchise record for losing streaks. Last time a team lost 17 straight games was the Minnesota Timberwolves last season. Victor Oladipo declined his extension with the Rockets. Is it time for me to say, Houston, we have a problem? You guys just lost again to the Atlanta Hawks last night. I think I think I should say, Houston, we have a problem. You guys need to get it together. End off a, a high, end off the high note, or make yeah, make some trades so you guys can end off the high note this season because the playoffs is way out the picture way out the picture where the rate you guys are going down. The Bulls were able to get a win. That's always good. The Bulls were able to beat a team that they should beat, which is good. Now we just got to work on beating teams that are on the same level of competition as us and when they don't have two key guys out. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to let it slide, but I, I still can't. I still can't believe that the 76ers without Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons were able to beat a completely healthy Chicago Bulls squad. We just didn't play good and we underperformed in my opinion. So hopefully we can come back. We can come back from that. We meet them in the playoffs. We beat them when they do have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. I just hope, I just hope for that. 76ers for them, that proved to them that they're a strong team. For the Bulls, that proved to us that we need we got we got a lot of stuff that we still need to work on. Speaking of the 76ers, they beat the Knicks last night without Joel Embiid, 99 to 96. Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris had 30 points. Ben Simmons was top in rebound 13. Ben Simmons had seven assists, and that was the high in the game. Let's move over to Jazz. The Jazz keep on rolling. They played the Celtics, and they keep on proving the teams why they're the best team in the NBA with 29 wins and 10 losses. At one seven, They won 117 to 109 against the Boston Celtics. Trailblazers, that was probably the comeback and game of the evening. Dame Dollar. I look at my watch, and it's Dame time. It's Dame time. So let me talk about Dame time since it's his time. Dropped 50 points, was top rebounder, and the top assist. So he had a double-double last night and absolutely killed it, killed it. They were down 17. 
Gary Trent Jr. around the 330 mark, dropped that lead, and they made it a four-point four point cushion. Damian Lillard came back, made it a one-point cushion. Brandon Ingram, Zion, and Lonzo, they all had – or Zion, Brandon Ingram had great – had good games they're able to produce scoring wise but at the end of the day dan was able to steal the show and pull off the w for his trailblazers they're out they're out of yusuf nurkic he didn't play last night and they're still able to win 125 to 124 great win great win the lakers doing laker things they beat the timberwolves the heat Beating the Cavs. The Cavs look good earlier in the season, but not. the Cavs just fell apart. He beat the Cavs 113 to 98. But that's not what I'm here to talk about today. NIT tournament starts today. I'm excited for it to lead on Richmond. Both great offensive teams. So expect an offensive matchup. 6 p.m. ESPN 2. Western Kentucky, St. Mary's, that's going to be a very good game. Watch out for Charles Bassey. Charles Bassey's averaging a double-double this season. He's been playing phenomenal basketball. He averages 17.7 points per game, and he averages 11.5 rebounds per game. So watch out for that, man. He's going to be on a tear. You know, it's going to be a very good game. It's going to be a very good game to watch. Also, he might be higher than a lottery pick. Because a lot of, depending on how they do the NIT tournament, which they're in March Madness, but North Texas got their job done, and they were able to beat them. And sometimes it it's like that. Stephen Curry had his 33rd birthday on Sunday, and they played the Jazz. They're on a four-game losing streak, so when a teammate has their birthday, brings out the best in them. You want to you want to do good. You want to have a great performance on a player's birthday because that player means something to your franchise and you just like winning because that's what athletes do. They play to win. 32 points, nine assists, five rebounds, six from nine from the three and 10 from 20 from the field. Normal Steph Curry numbers. Warriors snap the four game losing streak and beat not just any team, the best team in the NBA, but that wasn't the bright spot. Bright spot was Andrew Wiggins and how the bench played for that Warriors team. They don't make the playoffs this year. When Clay Thompson comes back, he's going to come back to a very good position with the Warriors, with how their bench is looking and how everyone besides Steph Curry is looking in that starting lineup. Also, the progression of James Wiseman and how he's been playing this season. It's been pretty good. It's been very good. Let's talk about conference training recap. And let's start with the Big Ten. Last time Illinois won March Madness was in 2005. Now, I know I'm speaking long term, but it seems so true, so possible that it can happen. It was a heavy hitter game in the conference championship. They were able to beat... Ohio State, the Buckeyes. I despise the Buckeyes. I do not like Ohio State at all. But they they were able to do more things in the regular season. In the regular season, without A.O. DeSumo, they were 3-0 without him. And the bright spot with that is 
they've won two games against ranked opponents without them, thanks to the freshman Adam Miller and Trent Frazier. It's next man up, and they prove that they can come up when their top guard is out for them. And that shows to me that without them, they're a good team because they're able to win. And with them, they're an even stronger team. And I got a same team with that same case coming up in a few. With that, with that being said, I think Illinois, I, I personally said that Gonzaga is going to walk right to the championship and they'll be the first undefeated team since Indiana in the 70s to win, to go undefeated and win a championship. I, I don't think that's the case. I think Illinois has a lot of fight in them. That's why they're called the fighting Illini. They're going to walk through that valley of death, meet Gonzaga, and they're going to beat Gonzaga 74 to 70. That's my pick for my March Madness bracket. And on top of that, they're going to party like it's 2005. So that's the last time a team like the Illinois Friday and Illini won March Madness. It's going to be a great time in Champaign. It's going to be a very great time. So get ready, you lovely fighting Illini students. Because once you guys win, my, oh my. Can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. Best field, best from the field shooting team in the big time, shooting 49.9%. They're the top rebounding team in the big time. 40.4 rebounds per game. Second to last in turnovers. The second best scoring team in the big time. Also, yeah, that they're the second to last in turnovers. So with that being said, they were able to score the ball as high as they can and put points on the board without converting that many turnovers. That's a dangerous team. Because if you're able to score and play good defense, rebound the ball without turn turning over the ball that much, barely, that's going to make you a tough team to beat. So congrats to Illinois on them beating two-ranked Michigan, 23rd-ranked Wisconsin at the time without their top guard. That's a tough team. That's a tough team. Now, let me head over to the Big East. You would assume now it's at Villanova or George, or Villanova or Creighton won the Big East. You would assume. You would assume that, right? Nah, 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 nah. A team called the Georgetown Hoyas. Let me repeat that. The Georgetown Hoyas were able to win the Big East tourney this year. They demolished Villanova. They beat Seen Hall. Seen Hall is not always a team that's easy to beat. And then the cherry on top, they were able to beat Creighton. Oh, wow. Breaking news. I'll touch that in a minute. Thunder are trading Trevor Trevor Ariza to the Heat for Miles Leonard in the second round draft pick. I'm going to talk about more NBA. I'll get into that. Georgetown demolished Villanova, beat Seen Hall, and beat Creighton. 
two of those teams are two tough teams to beat because they both have very good coaches. And Georgetown's on a little streak here. They've won four straight games in a row, and they're going into the March Madness tourney. March Madness tourney. Last time they won, excuse me, last time they won March Madness was in 1984 when their coach, excuse me, Patrick Ewan, played for Georgetown and then had a fabulous career as a New York net. Sadly, he didn't win the championship. He got into the championship when Jordan left, played the Houston Rockets. Houston Rockets beat them, but this is not Houston's time right now. The Rockets, they had the glory days, and now they, they're just completely embarrassing to watch, especially if you're a fan. Golly. They're the best three-point po- three shooting team in the Big East, shooting at 37%, best rebounding team in the Big East, second and most blocked shots in the Big East, and second best in free throw percentage in the Big East. So they can get to the free throw line. They're going to hit their free throws. They're going to hit their three-point shots. And they're going to block your shots and contest your shots when you go into the paint. Keep giving this team more criticism because they're going to feed off this criticism. and They're going to take that criticism and turn it into more and more fuel. Colorado, you better watch out. It's Georgetown coming in. The Hoyas! The Hoyas! Georgetown! Before I start highlighting the Big 12 champions and my Big 12 teams, I got I to gotta start with Kansas State. I got a friend who goes to Kansas State named Matthew Mashmire. He's a pretty good football player. He'll, they'll definitely turn their football ways around. They'll be able to win games. Basketball team, they're as bad as Iowa State, probably even worse. And I'm, I'm not even saying that with their with their record because Iowa State's record is worse than Kansas State. But uh, it was like neck and it was a neck and neck. It was a neck and neck race between who is the worst team in the Big Ten or Big Twelve, excuse me. Kansas State, they said, we're well, we're not the worst. We're able to compete with the big dogs. Crush TCU, almost beat Baylor with Baylor having Jared Butler, COT, Davion Mitchell, 74 to 68. Only lost by six to Baylor. We're able to make Baylor convert more turnovers than they average. At one point, they had 12 turnovers, and that's how many turnovers they average in the whole season. And then towards the end of the first half, they were able to convert, I think, 21 turnovers against Baylor. Even though they lost, it was a very good performance. It was the best I've seen Kansas State play this whole season. They had another good win earlier in the season, but the way that they played against Baylor really changed my perspective on them. So. Good job, Kansas State. Good job. Oklahoma State. Cade Cunningham. We'll get to that in a minute. Six wins against top 25 teams in the regular season. They're able to beat Baylor. So they put that second loss. They joined Kansas, an elite club of who beat Baylor. Kansas was the first member. And here comes Oklahoma State being the second member. Their best win this season was against West Virginia 
without Cade Cunningham back in March. They won 85 to 80. Avery Anderson, the third, dropped 31 points that game. Matthew Alexander Moncrief dropped 18 points that game. Caleb Boone dropped 12 points that game. That is showing me that they can win games without Cade Cunningham. And that puts them in the Illinois category, like I said earlier today, because if they were able to be a team like West Virginia, how they've been able to adapt offensively and still play amazing defense, if they were able to beat a team like that without Cade Cunningham, that also makes them a scary team come March Madness because they have players that can step up when Cade's not playing well or if Cade's not there to help them win games, like Avery Anderson the third. So it's all it's all good in the Oklahoma State world. Even though they lost in the Big 12 tournament, it's okay. It's okay. Texas, Texas won the Big 12. Hats off to them. Longhorns. The Longhorns herd was led by Matthew Coleman. He was the leading point scorer this season for them. Matthew Coleman against Oklahoma State dropped 30 points, was 10 from 12 from the field, 6 from 6 from the free throw, 4 for 5 from the three. Andrew Jones' contribution this season was wonderful, and Texas had two top players in the Big 12 in top 10 for rebounding. That was Greg Brown and Jericho Sims. They have a pretty good team as well that shouldn't be messed with. Oh, one thing I forgot to say about the big time mentioning Michigan, Isaiah Livers was out with a foot injury. They're missing a guy that can give you 13 points per game, six rebounds per game, and shoots 45.7% from the field. That's going to be tough for Michigan, and hopefully they can bounce, bounce off not having them. It's going to be very hard, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Alabama, Alabama, and LSU, the LSU Tigers, the LSU Tigers matched up in the SEC championship. Two guys in the top 10 of the SEC that can shoot the lights out of the, at, on the three ball at 39% or higher. John Petty Jr. shooting 37.4 from three. He was having a great season. They're the second-best three-point shooting team in the SEC. And if your team can shoot, that can take you really far in the tournament. They need to fix their shooting from the field. They're 10th. They were 10th in the SEC from field from field shooting. But they were able to still score points despite that factor. They were third in points per game. I want to talk about a bench player that really opened my eyes. Javon Hornley, 14, 14 points off the bench against LSU, then against Tennessee at 19 points off the bench, and Mississippi State, 14 points off the bench. Alabama has a very good – they have a good bench this year, and one player that is a bright spot of that bench is Javon Hornley. He's been playing really good coming off the bench, and I can see him also – he might stay another year, but we'll see. We'll see. LSU is a good team, too. Can't sleep on LSU because LSU 
has Cameron Thomas that has been playing a phenomenal season. And on top of that, they have Trendon Watford had 30 points against Alabama. And he's just been playing phenomenal this season. He's averaging a triple-double this season, 16 – or no, never mind, I misspoke. He's averaging 16.7 points per game, 7.4 rebounds per game, three assists per game, and shooting 48.5 on the field. And his partner in crime, Cam Thomas, Cameron Thomas, is averaging 22.6 points per game, 3.4 rebounds per game. LSU's team is going to be another hard team to beat because they're another team that can score. And especially with those two superstars on the team, it's going to be hard to stop that superstar tandem. Alabama beat them by one, 80 to 79. I can see Alabama in the final four because, like I just said, their shooting can take them a long way, a very long way. Huh. The Rockets, the Rockets, the Rockets, the Rockets, Rockets. Still can't believe they're on the 17-game losing streak. But the Thunder are finalizing a deal to send Trevor Ariza to the Heat for Miles Leonard, who is not expected to be a part of OKC's future. Miles Leonard said some racist incent- incent- or racist comments that he got in trouble for. I don't think that any team will tolerate his incentive comments that he made. And he might not be able to play play basketball for a little bit because okay, he's not even looking for him in the future. He's that's good that he apologized, but he's got a lot more to do for the community for everyone to forgive him. Trevor Ariza, OKC's been having an off year as well. Not all their players have been able to play this year, especially with Trevor Ariza. So we'll see how this move impacts the Miami Heat. It was fun talking to you guys. It's fun talking about what we love, sports. It's love to hear people's takes about sports. It's, it's fun. I'm glad that you guys, if you're still listening, I'm glad you guys were able to listen. Subscribe, follow us on Instagram at 1497podcast. Tell everyone you know about it. Tell everyone that loves sports, come over and listen to 1497podcast if you want to hear some sports takes. And I'm going to try to give you guys more and more content throughout the way. So I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. As always, have a great rest of your day and trust the process. Peace.